MSP Marketing in Bite-Sized Bits. It's easier than you think with MKLink. To get more of MKLink's MSP, MBA, Marketing and IT training resources, make sure that you've registered for your account for free now at www.mklink.org. Copywriting for MSPs, Part 4. So as a quick recap, we've covered the three setup questions, and that's why you should learn copywriting, who you're writing for, and what their pain points are. So now we'll take a leap into how to construct a sales letter. And traditional sales copy follows a well-known and well-documented formula, and you may well have heard of it already, and it's called ADA. And ADA, which is A-I-D-A, stands for Attention, Interest, Desire, and Action. And it works well for letters and web pages and flyers and adverts in general, as well as presentations and sales pitches. So in turn, attention, the headline, get someone's attention immediately or the rest of the ad or the rest of the sales letter is largely irrelevant. Interest. After the headline, your prospect now has to be immediately interested in what you have to say, i.e. you need to immediately maintain the momentum from the attention that you've grabbed in the headline. Desire. This relates to building up desire within the letter to create the motivation within your prospect to do something. And that brings us on to the last one, which is action. And that means at some point or several points throughout the sales letter, you should always ask for some kind of commitment somehow. That might be to buy something or to sign up or to register or phone or vote or like or share, you name it. But there needs to be a call to action. Otherwise, there's largely no point having a sales letter. Now, this is my own take on that, only because I really wanted a a mental checklist and I wanted to extend ADA. So I've set up a framework which I call Urgent ADAC, uh, only as an aid memoir for myself. And you may wish to add some subsections to this ADA framework if you want to. And I think they're just as important, in my opinion, and they shouldn't be left out. The sequencing for that mnemonic is a little bit out, but at least it acts like a checklist for some of the things that your sales letters should contain. So let's review them now briefly, and then we can drill down into them later on in this series. So Urgent ADAC is U-R-G-E-N-T, as in urgent, and then A-I-D-A, which is ADA with a C on the end, so Urgent ADAC. U is for urgency. R is for reciprocity. G is for guarantees. E is for easygoing, as in easygoing copy and not using too much jargon. N is for negatives and how to handle negatives and how to prime people for negatives, and we'll cover that. T is for testimonials, and ADA is, again, attention, interest, desire, action. And the C for the C on the end, ADAC, is credibility. You need to establish credibility early, otherwise people won't have a reason to trust or believe you. I'll I'll mention it again in this series, but it's part of ethos, pathos, logos. People have to believe you and trust you and like you before they listen to the logic, the truth of what you're trying to say. Right, so starting with attention, the headline, up to 80% of the results of your ad can come from the headline. That's a big chunk when you think about it, so let's spend a bit of time on this. Now, given that the headline is by far the most important component of the sales copy, it makes sense to spend the most time getting it right. So my suggestion would be find out what you want to say, or you, you know what you want to say, and write 20, 30, 40, 50 headlines, and then pick half a dozen to work with, and then test and measure the results. And of course, these days you can get software to write the headlines for you. So don't skimp on time here because headlines really can play the most crucial role here. 
And as a side note, if you've spent any time, or more importantly, spent any money making adverts on Google, you'll appreciate how quickly it demonstrates the return on investment with good headlines. And I've personally spent hundreds of thousands of pounds of my own money, and my team has spent millions or multiple millions of pounds of clients' money. Of course, the real winner here is Google, but I digress. It's a very helpful platform for getting a grip on what kind of headlines work. So here's a quick tip for that. Create a powerful, benefit-oriented headline. Now, I can't emphasize it enough, really. People need to see a direct benefit that appeals to them specifically and ideally personally. That's where writing for your specific person, i.e. your avatar or ideal client profile, really helps. So here's a quick headline creating idea. Think of the main benefit of your product or service and then put how-to in front of it. So, for example, if your main benefit is to save your clients from being hacked, try something like how to prevent your company from being hacked. Now, this isn't particularly powerful yet, but we'll work on this example and you'll see how to jazz it up as we go along. But to be fair, it does at least already include the main benefit, so it's a good place and a logical place to start. Now, this is something that lends itself more to actually reading it than listening to it. But the next thing you can do is try emboldening the headline and making it a larger font size, and then try capitalising each first letter. Because any copy, any headline that is all in uppercase is hard to read. But when it's each letter or the first letter of each word is capitalised, it becomes much more punchy, but it remains easily readable. And you can test that again on Google. Ads. Just capitalising the first letter can make a dramatic impact on your conversion rate. So now you've got a bigger font emboldened and it stands out and each first letter is capitalised. You can try putting an exclamation on the end, you can try indenting it, you can try various different things and that way your headlines and your subheads would stand out from your main body copy. Now if you can, remember to be really specific for your ideal clients. So we'll go back to the old headline and make it more personalised. How to prevent your recruitment company in Warwickshire being hacked. Specific targeting is the nub of it, really. And anyone who runs a recruitment company in Warwickshire is very likely to at least skim through it to see what it's about because it's a direct message to them. Of course, you can rinse and repeat for other niches or other areas, for example, that you might have. Now, here's a tip to use what's known as imperative narrative. And newspaper headlines are written in a certain way, and that way that they use conveys the most benefit and or sensationalism in the shortest sentence. And I'm sure you'll recognise what I mean. And it's short, it's a story-driven approach, and it, and it seems to be the most compelling type to read. Imperative narrative is a storytelling style where the narrator gives command or direct instructions i.e. engaging the reader in a directive manner to carry out certain actions or imagined scenarios. So here's three examples so you can understand what I mean. Guard your recruitment data. Fortify against hacking with our specialised managed services. Or shield your candidate information. Enlist our anti-hacking expertise today. Or boost your recruitment operations. Partner with our company to block hackers now. Now, admittedly, those headlines only offer a vague benefit at the moment, and they do expect the reader to take massive action, i.e. they they expect the reader to make a full inquiry, which carries a lot of social risk and stress because they know that they'll end up being sold to. And as I've mentioned in other content, the trick here to most sales letters and landing pages is to try and establish the basis of a relationship which you develop over time. You're not going for the quick kill. And when I learned this back at the turn of the century and made my landing pages into places to capture contact details and then use lead nurturing rather than trying to make instant appointments and sales, 
I quadrupled my turnover within six months. And it's not always the case, of course, and sometimes you simply want to sell online or you do want to book appointments. But I'd just like to make the point that usually the objective is to start a relationship. So now let's get a more specific offer in the headline that means that you can capture their details. So take those last three and we can change it to guard your recruitment data, download your free report to protect your team, or shield your candidate information, get your anti-hacking guide today, or boost your recruitment operations, access your free anti-hacker manual here. So hopefully you'll see how this can be built up. And of course, you can niche it even more by saying something uh, to a local area uh, using a different niche. Cardiff lawyers are being hacked. Download your law practice security checklist now. And checklists are good, by the way. They're an old reliable favourite in the toolbox, probably because they're useful and they sound easy to read. Now, this next one's a bit different. And it's an interesting when people don't know you yet and they're deciding whether to believe you or not. And they're weighing up whether they're going to get a benefit from a particular price. If you're going to use a price in a headline or your copy, they're unlikely to have their thermostat or their pricing thermostat set the same as yours. For example, I know very well that an MSP can increase their profits by two or three hundred percent in just a couple of years. And of course, it must be possible because there literally are MSPs out there that have done it. That's simply a fact. And you yourself possibly know someone that's actually done it. You might have done it yourself. However, it doesn't necessarily sound believable to a lot of MSP owners. And perhaps that's because they don't think it's possible for them personally. And that's a mindset thing. And dealing with this kind of mindset is a whole other topic. But what I would say is that even though it's true, they might only believe that they could increase their profits by maybe 10, 20 or 30 percent. So what it's important to realise is that it's usually futile to try and fight people's beliefs. It's just an unnecessary uphill struggle. So I would suggest that you let them decide. And you can do that with multiple numbers. So if your whiz-bang thing, your product or service or software or whatever, can make that output better by, say, 50%, giving them a range of smaller numbers enables them to select their own number that they believe themselves from your list. So in this regard, multiple pricing points in headlines seems to work very well. As I say, that's assuming you're putting price in the headline, which which is a bit of a speciality. So, for example, call centres in London save 10, 20, 30, even 60% on your operating costs. So in that scenario there, they would simply focus in on the number that they believe and they take ownership of it. Here's another example. Try cliffhanger questions. If you remember the Zeigarnik effect, which I've covered in other material, the human brain just has to solve problems. It's just the way it's wired up. Questions are a great way to make a person stop, pay attention and think. So to make this work, you can put cliffhangers not just at the headline, but peppered throughout the body copy as well. And it could be something like, Web designers, is this WordPress security hack affecting you? And then it engages them to think about it, and then you can answer the question later on in the copy. You can try open-ended questions as well. And by open-ended, I mean ones that can't be answered with a yes or a no. And the whole point of the headline is to make people read the rest of the copy and what's known as slide down the grease chute towards the call to action. I think that's a bit of an interesting call to phrase, but essentially it's, imagine it's a grease slide and you want people to start at the headline and then slide down as fast as they can to the call to action at the bottom. But questions that can be answered yes or no might kill that process. So taking that last example, we can change it to web designers. Which of these WordPress hacks are affecting you? And to add impact to that, you can try a subhead. 
And that's because headlines can only convey so much information. I mean, after all, they have to be short, punchy, and they're designed to create attention. Subheads can continue from the main headline, usually in a slightly smaller font, and create extra intrigue. As another aside, it's also a good idea to use subheads throughout your body copy as well for those people that want to skim read, and it's called a dual path. Some people will want to read everything in minute detail. Other people will prefer skimming through, which is why the subheads help them do that, and it's why it's useful to have them. So a headline here could be call centres in London. Save 10, 20, even 60% on your operating costs. And the subhead would say, new AI platform enables incredible savings to be made, or something like that. Now, I think that's enough about headlines for now. Remember, they can make up to 80% of the impact of your sales letter or advert or presentation. That's why it's important. And there's plenty of other tips we can play around with to, to help you get your headline sorted out. But I want to get on with the rest of the structure. Urgency, reciprocity, guarantees, easygoing, negatives, testimonials, attention, interest, desire, action and credibility. And we'll continue on that next time. MSP Marketing in Bite Size Bits. It's easier than you think with MKLink. To get more of MKLink's MSP, MBA, Marketing and IT training resources, make sure that you've registered for your account for free now at www.mklink.org.